1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law by Finley roofing. We've got
2: you covered Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done other radio shows around the country No. no. no.
3: on sports radio 92.9 the game. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, Hey, man, happy Friday. We are live at State Farm Arena where tonight our Atlanta Hawks will try to make it two in a row after beating the Sixers the other night. They'll take on the Pacers. We'll talk more about that later in the show. But Mike Bell, the coaching search and hires continue, and the Patriots have their man. You know what's funny? They've had their man they had their man for a long time and nobody all of these insiders everybody that covers the league nobody was saying Gerard Mayo's getting this job right everybody talked about him being a candidate but nobody said for sure it's absolutely his and today literally a day after saying thank you for your services to the greatest coach in the history of the game Gerard Mayo is the new head coach of the New England Patriots
2: yeah and this is one thing I think our listeners got to take into consideration there's so much you know now more than ever, there's so much fake news and nonsense out there and the story that they wanted for Abel. That was in the Boston Globe that that was out there. And then you find out Jordan Mayo had it in his contract. And if Parcells uh, steps down, I get to take over as head coach. So and apparently nobody had that up in Boston. You know, the guys who cover the team. Uh, so that's why, you know, now just – and then there were seven jobs open. So uh, if anything else, Carl, that's less competition. If you like – I love the idea of Mike Vrabel here. We were just talking about that before the show. Absolutely. If you don't swing for the fences with Harbaugh.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're asking me pecking order, and I've gotten this the last few days, who's your guy? Um, It's shoot for the stars, which is who's the best possible candidate for me. It is the hottest guy out there, and we know he's been a winner everywhere, and Mike's mentioned it all week. It's Harbaugh. Okay. Make him say no to you. If hit, if that's already happened, Atlanta right. Falcons, great. Move to plan B, right. 1A, 1B, whatever it might be. But make him say no. You don't just assume... He's not going to come. You know what? He would never take this job. Like, that's part of the mindset of the fan base. There is nobody here in this coaching pool, Mike, that's untouchable. Right. All of these guys, you make them say no.
2: Right. And, again, anybody out
3: there who says, well, what, uh, Harbaugh, that's a loser
2: mentality. To think. Loser. loser. Just like guys going, with Harbaugh, with the G, who gives a – Again, you guys are all hot and bothered for Belichick. Take a look at his resume, okay? There's a little bit of, little malfeasance there if you talk to the league <laughs> office. So, let's go. Wh- why would you, not against Harbaugh, what, you don't like him because he's prickly? Like, like Arthur Smith was a bar, uh, what, a uh, just a, a barrel of laughs? I mean, we had fun with him, but you know what I mean. I just, I just don't get the pushback on Harbaugh from some of the folks other than some of that Atlanta itis crap, which drives me crazy, Carl. It's seeped in. He'd never come here. Well, again, he gets to pick his own quarterback. Everyone just thinks he's going to L.A. Well, he isn't. the Chargers haven't signed him, guys, so he's in play. He
3: is. He's absolutely in play. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Follow us, guys. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm mean, at put him up See Dukes in the radio show. It's Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow this radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that is going on. As far as the Bellatrix rumors, they continue. They're out there. You continue to hear... Uh, people talk about that this makes sense, it's what's going to happen. And, again, Mike and I, we don't have any idea. We've been talking all week about why we don't think it's the best idea, but maybe you completely disagree with this, you know. Um, And and I saw Turtle, our executive producer, say, here's my reasoning for not wanting Belichick, and it was completely different from what Mike and I think. Maybe you feel like this is the best choice. I just, I am really looking at this, and I see Gerard Mayo, by the way. Guys, he's 37 years old. And I saw that today, and I said, that's what we need, Mike. I'm not saying we need a 37-year-old. What we need, though, is new relationship energy. We don't need a 72-year-old guy coming in here and saying, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. And Mike said it the other day. Three years later, what happens? If we're not winning in three years, and don't tell me we will because he's the greatest ever. If we're not, then what do you do? Where do you go at that point, especially if he's not right. committed, Mike, to going beyond, I don't know, year three or four once he's achieved the, the Shula record?
2: Yeah, I just – my thing is I don't want a coach who's not good anymore. You know, I mean, we don't – know it's the great unknown about coaches, assistant coaches that are out there, whether it's Ben Johnson, whoever. They haven't done it yet, and this franchise does have a track record other than Dan Reeves, who wasn't hired by Arthur Blank of going with a coach who's never done it before. But, guys, the, the, the Belichick brand just isn't what it was. You know, he's had four years after it was. The, they didn't make the playoffs the last year with Brady. Then four years after that, to find a quarterback. You know, and Mac Jones was his hand-picked guy, who he then decided to say, you know what? Maybe I'll have the defensive coordinator become the offensive coordinator. That'll that'll help my young quarterbacks <laughs> develop. He did that. He did that. Yeah. But you know, hey. You know, you guys think you're you're
3: enamored. That's ancient freaking history history, is
2: what that is, To, to paraphrase what you were saying yesterday.
3: Yeah, no doubt, man. And so as we go around and around, here are the jobs that are open, Washington Raiders, Falcons, Chargers, Carolina, Titans, Seattle. We know that Rabel's not going back to Tennessee, and we know that Pete Carroll's not going back to Seattle. If Seattle is allowing him to move on, Mike, again, right? You know, that is another guy. You can tell me, well, he's the same age as as, uh, as Belichick. But I actually think Pete Carroll over the last five years has been better. Matter of fact, I know he's been right. better. So if you're going to say, well, what about him? Throw him into the mix. I just want the best candidate to get the most out of this offense. And that is what is going to win in this league. If you're telling me right now what is the most important thing you guys want, Dukes Bell, what do you want? I want the most out of this offense. We thought we were going to get it with Arthur Smith. Listen, at times, you know, there were flashes, but it just wasn't enough. And when you're averaging 18 points or 17 points a game, it's not going to win games in this league. I want whoever gets this job, whether it's a guy, whether it's a defensive-minded guy, Mike, or an offensive-minded guy, however it shakes out. Whoever is calling the plays and getting the star players in position to score, we need that. That, to me, is the most important thing. We've already seen with, with spending a little money and adding a scheme that works, your defense can vastly improve. Right. But what about the offense? The 49ers guys are not in this position because they don't score points. Right. The Ravens are not in this position because they don't score points.
2: You, you've got Todd Munkin. Uh, again, we're talking about him. By the way, I, I don't hear enough about Todd Munkin being out there. You know, maybe we're too close to it because of, you know, his success at Georgia. And you're not really hearing Todd Munkin nationally on any of these short lists, but I mean, I think teams should be talking to Todd Munkin because he's been a head coach, albeit in the college ranks yep. at Southern Miss, but when you look at what he did at Georgia, and then you look what he did with Lamar Jackson this year, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, granted, they did upgrade in some of the skill positions, but he maximized the talent. Sure enough. Mean, so that, that's one of those guys, but the defense we have is pretty solid. Like we said, I think earlier in the week, I'm not married to Ryan Nielsen. I mean, I like the job Ryan Nielsen's done, and if You want to bring in a coach who's never been a head coach and you feel that takes a load off that, hey, my my defensive component is pretty much squared away. Ben Johnson, you focus on the offense. I got no problem with that either.
3: I don't either. I I just think. And Belichick is a great defensive coach. No one debates that. He hasn't figured out the offense the last four seasons. Nor has he hired the right guys to figure it out. That's the other problem. So, to me, that's the most important thing. Like, how do you maximize all these draft picks that we have had? And now everybody around the league is looking at us and going, offense, 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 offense. But yet you guys don't do anything on offense. So I think that's very, very important. Poll is up, by the way, at Dukes and Bell 929 as we're talking about this on a Friday live at State Farm Arena, guys. We'll talk about the Hawks. We'll get more into some college football conversation because, by the way, I think college football is out of whack, man. I really do. I, I, spent, think, I, spent, I think it's out of whack. Mike. Brother,
2: I spent an hour on the phone with two different friends of mine down in Tallahassee trying to figure out what we did wrong. <laughs> when I say we, the Seminoles, I was under the impression if Amari Mims was in the transfer portal, you could then engage Amari Mims. Apparently, there's some window that closed or wasn't open. that, And we always heard coaches get players together with these collectives. Apparently, I, again, no one understands it. In the last three, uh, uh, just under three years of NIL, I joked around with Carl, the line from Apocalypse Now that Martin Sheen says, you know, charging someone for murder here is like handing out speeding tickets at in the <laughs> Indy 500. Yep. Because, you know, if the NCAA wants to pound their chest and make an example out of Florida State, you're just greasing the skids for more people to say, let's have a super conference and get you guys out of the equation.
3: I, um, I think there's a lot of chasing money out here right now.
2: FSU, by the way, did cut a deal. With the NC two wave. so for what it's worth. And Norville just got a contract extension. But nobody understands what Florida State did wrong right now
3: that I, I've talked to. I, yeah, I just – and for me, it's just the big picture. I just think there's a lot of coaches out here. If you're going to tell me you love coaching and you love the job, so be it. I, I, listen, I know the last generation of coaches, okay? The Nick Sabans of the world did it because they loved it. And I know the, the situation was different. But I just think there's a lot of money chasing going on, man. And, and as soon as a job opens up, everybody gets a big fat check. Right. I'll be honest, and listen, I'm not dogging your school out, but why in the hell are you going to give him $10 million a year when he's won nothing? He may be a great coach, but this is the mistake that Jimbo got when he went to Texas A&M, and they said, oh, we're going to give him $100 million. Even though he had won a national championship, he won nothing with you. He hadn't proven that he was a winner where he is at. And so these checks just keep getting cut, Mike, and guys are getting paid. And I just I'm looking at college football and I'm going, what is this going to be well, in I mean, five years? But
2: this is this is the this is the uh, I guess the bounce back on the Nick Saban retirement because everybody who has a coach who's on the up and come has now had to get you know, and I'm sure Ole Miss will break out the checkbook for Lane Kiffin at some point, although he's already sort of said he's not interested, you know. But to me, I hate what you what you just talked about. I agree. I hate it 100. percent Notre Dame started doing this stuff with Charlie Weiss, that you know where you start outbidding yourself. You know, let let somebody get an offer on the table for you to match before you start throwing money around. Norvell, look, this year was the year. We all know how it went down. You lost the quarterback, but he's made it through most most of the transfer portal. He's getting better and better with recruiting. But I'm with Carl. I'm an FSU booster. I don't believe in throwing money around until somebody does something. you got to prove it, man.
3: you got to – and I just think – like The first
2: ACC championship in a long time, sure, I get that. That sure. is an accomplishment. But but I agree, Carl. To throw that kind of extension around to me is silly.
3: And, and, and this goes for anybody else who's going to do it. I mean, honestly, like all these coaches who are getting paid a, a, an absorbent amount just because Sabin leaves, it's absolutely crap. And, and I just think from the portal and all the stuff that's going on – and I don't know I, – honestly, I don't know how to fix it. I don't right. know if anybody at this point knows how to fix it. Because we said this, once you open Pandora's box – and players start getting paid, right, and negotiating, which is what's going right. on, by the way. All right? I don't know if some of you are, like, blinded by the moment. I, I, players are literally going in and going, I'm getting 15 a month, right? Right. I'm getting 25 a month, and right? There's, and there's supposed to be no agents involved in this. So <laughs> how does this yeah. stuff get facilitated? Yeah, right. Exactly. 404 726 We'll dive in. We'll talk more college football. Brian McFadden's going to join us, guys, host of All Things Covered podcast, and, of course, CBS NFL analyst. We will talk to him about the coaching search for our Falcons and more next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites
3: Bell Sports Radio 929 the Game. We're live at State Farm Arena. Tonight our Hawks take on the Pacers right here on Sports Radio 929 the game. We need to talk to our man Bryant McFadden, host of All Things Covered. The podcast is great. CBS NFL analyst. B, uh let's start with this coaching search right here in the A. Um, we talked all season with you about whether or not Arthur Smith would survive. He did not. What do you want? What do you think makes sense for the Atlanta Falcons?
4: Man. Jim Harbaugh for me, uh, Bingo, baby. Bingo. He would have to tell me no. He would have to say Atlanta, Falcons, thanks, but no thanks. That is the direction for me. And here's why. I mean, the guy has shown the ability to be a for sure legit coach. You look at his coaching resume going back to his early college days at the University of San Diego. I think that his final year, they were 11-1. and Goes to Stanford. Stanford played in an Orange Bowl because of his coaching. Yeah. Andrew Luck, I think they were twelve and one. He left Stanford. He goes to San Francisco. San Francisco at that time was dead as Lazarus, a dead body. He came and brought that body to life, gave them le- gave them air, gave them breath, became a relevant program. Not to mention he competed for a Super Bowl with the likes of Colin Kaepernick and Randy Moss. Towards the end of his career, he left San Francisco. Then he goes to Michigan. And remember, Michigan, when they let go of Lloyd Carr, they were just searching, trying to find a sense of uh, 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 being relevant all over again, coach after coach, not having that same prestige and expectations, reaching the expectations that 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 program had. And guess what he did? Brought them back to life as well. And also, too, guys, his ability to identify quarterback talent and develop quarterbacks, I mean, that's what he does. So for me, if you want to get the fans excited about Atlanta, Mr. Blank, if you're listening, that is the man. Send him a Blank check and tell him you put a price on it, and I'm not taking no for an answer. Because right now, fans go to the Mercedes-Benz Dome knowing at some point in time they're going to be disappointed with the play on the football field. But they fill up the Dome because you got cheap prices for food and drinks. But just imagine the product was better. You can go watch a good game, see Atlanta put in work, and you can go get full for free, not for free, for, but for cheap, and get drunk for cheap as well. That's a great Sunday.
2: <laughs> <It's
4: true. laughs> yeah, man, I just like
2: innovation. As Brian McFadden joins us, who Steelers teams know how to beat those Patriots teams a few times, he joins us here on the Wait4.com hotline. It being no one debates Bill Belichick's resume and it it speaks for itself. But when you get into his record without Tom Brady and the last four years, and and the thing I keep bringing up with guys who want Belichick is how would you try to put a defensive coordinator in charge of your young quarterback and not expect that to be a disaster? To me, that's almost like you're too set in your ways and some hubris, some ego involved.
4: No question, man. I mean, Bill Belichick's best coaching years are behind him. Honestly. I mean, he's the goat. He's the guy that dominated, the National Football League as a head coach. But those best years, his best years are behind him. As you mentioned, Mike, he's not the same coach without Tom Brady. And also, too, if you're bringing Bill Belichick down here to Atlanta, is he just going to be a coach, or is he going to have a lot of say in the personnel? Remember, he was basically the general manager for the New England Patriots. And if you go back and look at his decisions in regards to player personnel, it has it wasn't too impressive. The first rounders that he's missed on, you know, free agents that he's missed on. But when he had Tom Brady, some of those confusing moves were kind of covered up because Tom Brady was still giving you wins. But when Tom Brady left, everything was was, was was diagnosed under a different set of lenses because they were losing. So if you're telling Belichick he's going just to be a head coach, okay, maybe he have a little fire left. But if you're telling him he's going coming down to be a head coach and had the same role that he had in New England, that was too much for him. So I'm not really hyped about the Bill Belichick you know move if it was to happen okay cool it's going to provide a buzz a national bus which is always good but then in the long run what do you what what are you looking to get out of any 72 so how many years does he does he foresee himself coaching three four if that's the case that's like a rental now you're going back to the drawing board once again when he's around 74 75 years old
3: don't want a rental don't want to rental. And we went through this, by the way, with Dean Pease. When Coach Art asked him to come out of retirement, he said, yeah, I'll stick around for a couple of years. Right. Two years he was out. Right. I mean, I don't want to rental. Now, Ryan Nielsen came in and did a really good job, but to Brian McFadden's point, that that's what you're looking at. Bryant, of course, works for CBS as an NFL analyst. We'll talk to him about the games coming up tomorrow. It's going to be cold all across the country, but nowhere is it going to be colder, I think, than in Kansas City where the Dolphins play. Let's talk about uh, who is your second best candidate. Is it Vrabel? Is it, uh, you know, if you could say, all right, listen, hardball's out. Who's your second best candidate?
4: Ben Johnson with Detroit. Ben Johnson was a hot name a year ago. Once again, the offense in Detroit looks really good. I love his balance. Um, He's not a one-dimensional play caller. Uh, He's a guy that believes in running the football, and he does so with a physical mentality in the trenches. Um, and just the structure that he's provided for Detroit has really been amazing to watch. And just being under Dan Campbell, who is a physical coach in regards to what he expects from his players, we see that transition on the football field. The product on the field fits who Dan Campbell is. So that would be my next best guy, Ben Johnson. I think he's going to be a hot commodity once again, and just his ability to get the most out of an offense. You look at what he did with Detroit this year and even a year ago, but this year specifically, right, you talk about Amon Ross St. Brown outstanding pass catcher. the way he utilizes him. You talk about Sam LaPorter, tight end production. You look at how he's been able to utilize the running backs. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. If you look at what Atlanta currently has, they got two running backs that I believe can go, given the opportunity, if they were utilizing the right system. They got a wide receiver one, potentially, if utilized the right way, can do numbers. Not necessarily like Amon Ross Brown, because Amon is a smaller, more versatile guy, but Drake London has the skill set. And heck, Kyle Pitts has some type of talent, right? We know that. I mean, right. this is a guy that flourished. But, unfortunately, he's been stagnant in regards to his production because of injuries and the way he's been utilized. I believe Ben Johnson can get the most out of the offensive per, uh, personnel that we currently have that will warrant points on the scoreboard.
2: Brian McFadden with us, guys, on the WaitFor.com hotline against CBS Sports. And he knows his stuff. And we really like the fact he agrees with us when it comes to the coaching search. Uh, as far as some of the other guys, what if Rabel was available? Uh, We know, because obviously Gerard Mayo is going to be the man up there in New England. We like Vrabel, and it it does kind of match how we're built right now as far as a running game and and a good defense.
4: I like Vrabel as well, but when Vrabel was with Tennessee, I always viewed Tennessee as just an in-the-way team, right? Like, yeah, they can get in the playoffs, but we don't really believe they can get to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but just watching him throughout his playoff runs in Tennessee, it was like, yeah, they're in the playoffs, but can they really get to the Super Bowl? Do we really believe they can get to the Super Bowl? So I just felt like he was just an in-the-way team. My thing is this for Atlanta. The time is now. Your division (laughs) is not competitive. It's not. Let's keep it real. Atlanta should be in the playoffs right now. Tampa Bay is in the playoffs. How? Because nobody else wanted it. Nobody else wanted it. So for me, I feel like this with Brable. Atlanta, Arthur Blank, if you're listening, you cannot have a Capitol Grill taste bud where you always go into Bojangles. You can't. It's true. You just went to Bojangles. You got a two-piece and a biscuit and Arthur Smith. And look what that got you.
3: Yeah, you got to go in. You got you to gotta spend. There is something to be said, America, uh, about <laughs> you get what you pay for. That's damn right. They're, they're just, it's, damn they're, they're,
4: right. There's just something to be said about that. We all that. know that in life. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Like, you get exactly what you pay for. Sometimes you got to you got to pay a little more to get the results that you want. And unfortunately for Atlanta, especially with the window within the division being so wide open, Go get a guy that has shown the ability to turn programs around. That's why I would say. That's why I say I was I would FedEx a blank check. I don't know how they do it when it comes to negotiating with these deals with coaches. But I would tell Harbaugh, you got to tell me no, homeboy. You have to tell me right. no. He's shown the ability to turn programs around. All right, B.
3: Uh, we got to get to some of these games, and you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you 200. percent about everything that you're saying, but I got to ask you about these games because I, I mentioned the Chiefs. Listen, you played in Pittsburgh. This weather thing is real, and they're talking about zero at, at game time, maybe minus two. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, Chiefs are favored by four points. Tell me what you think. Do the Dolphins have a shot here outside of the weather, which is going to affect both teams, but but seriously.
4: Man, my this is Miami's fault. Miami, you're going to below zero degree weather because you didn't beat Tennessee. If you would have beat Tennessee, you would have been playing at home, and because of that, you're going up there to freeze. I was just in Kansas City for the Kansas City Buffalo Bill game, and at that time it was 32 degrees with a little wind. Right? When I tell you it was, I Kansas City cold is different than a lot of other places up north cold. It hits different, and you're telling me it's it's going to be minus what? Minus two. Minus two? It may be, my, that be maybe minus seven
3: chill. by the time, by halftime. Chill, yes.
4: right, all that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, the coldest game I played in was around minus three, minus four, with a little wind chill. The football felt like cement bricks trying to catch. It was so cold. We're going over adjustments on the sideline. Our coach was t- – he had tears coming out of his eyes, and the tears literally froze on his face in front of us. <laughs> like – there's no, there's not an amount of tights that you can wear. It's not an amount of a, a Vaseline you can put on your arms, your legs, for you to be comfortable. Now it's going to be cold for Kansas City, but they're they will be more adjusted to that type of climate because they play in that. Miami going, man, it's going. And we just saw, I saw a stat right about Tua Tungavaloa playing in 40 degree weather where he's like 0 and 5 and completing like around 55 percent of his passes. What what is his stat line when you're playing in minus three? i never seen a Dolphin <laughs> exactly. swim in the frozen tundra. I've never seen that before.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I know Dolphins go to Maine That's as far as I've seen one. Uh, real quick, amongst the guys that would be considered underdogs, Cleveland loses Ward. He's banged up. It's Flacco obviously going against Stroud, old guy versus the great young rookie. The Rams against Detroit. I, I, we're not. No disrespect to the Steelers and Green Bay. We're not really giving them a shot. But who do you think is the underdog that can pull it?
4: Houston. And I love the Rams. I love the Rams more than Houston being able to pull out a win against the Browns. I really love the Rams, man. The Rams playing some really good football. And I will emphasize this over and over again. I think this was the best coaching job Sean McVay has done ever as a head coach for the Rams outside of winning the Super Bowl, outside of that year. How is the Rams in the playoffs? How? Like, if you look at their roster, now we know their, their guys now, but a lot of their big-time contributors we really didn't know of in August. So that's how important coaching is. And for me, the way they, the way he's coaching, the way his team is, is playing and how they compete, I like the Rams. This, this was a bad matchup for Detroit. I think Detroit, yeah. we look at and styles make fights. We hear that all the time. It's very, very relevant in, in NFL plays. Styles makes fights. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like the best comparison I can give you. Baltimore can beat up on the San Francisco 49ers of the world and, 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 and Miami and, and all those teams. But when they play Pittsburgh, they struggle. Why? Because the style of play is comparable. So, for me, styles makes fights, and this is a difficult style for Detroit. I'm not saying I expect Detroit to lose, but me personally, if I want to make some money, I would put something on the Rams to, to outright win. I think there's a lot of juice in that orange.
3: I agree. B, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy the games. Check out the podcast, All Things Covered. We will talk to you next week as the playoff super wild card weekend gets underway. Yes, Thank you, B-Mac.
4: Hey, before I go, Mr. Blank, if you're listening, you might not know me. I know you. Send Hall Ball a blank check. I guarantee key <laughs> The Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be filled from top to bottom just hearing that news. Just send him a blank no check doubt. and see what he saying.
3: Listen, there are very few guys from a coaching standpoint that move the needle. He's one of them. You're absolutely right. Hey, we got to get out of here. We're coming back. We got plenty more to get to, including Alabama. Sounds like, Mike, they've got their guy. Find out what we're talking about and who that is coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
3: The reports are out there. Caleb DeBoer, Caleb DeBoer, uh, he is going to apparently leave Washington. He uh, won the Pac-12, obviously got a spot in the college football playoff uh, championship and uh, and played in the championship, is negotiating a contract to replace Alabama's Nick Saban. I, I said, as I put this out there on social media, uh, is this the right guy? And someone said, listen. He won the Pac-12, which means he beat Dan Lanning and he beat Sark this year. I feel pretty good about it. The he's pr- won championships everywhere he's been yeah. at every level. Yeah, well, and, and again, this reminds me of Urban Meyer, right? right. When as Urban was working his way up right. from Bowling Green Utah, to you know, et cetera, right. and um, everybody wondered if if he could do it at the biggest level. And listen, if you're winning at Washington, I know they're going to the to the Big Ten. But, you know, coming to Alabama, it's a different world, and, and we all know that. And, and the expectation is going to be more than he could ever imagine. But I was just saying this to Mike and Turtle. You don't pass this job up. You can't. You know, there are guys who are turning this job down because, right. one, they know what it means or they have such a good gig where they're at. There's no reason for Kirby Smart to even sniff at this, okay? He's got such a good setup at Georgia. People have talked about, oh, well, they you know, go invite Kirby to come. There's no reason for him to leave uh, Georgia. But guys like this, Mike – where their school is in transition and he's going to the Big Ten, and you're just coming off with one of the best seasons that you've ever had, it makes sense right. for him to take the job. But I just, I'm going to sit back and wait and see. Uh, I, I cannot tell you this is going to work because I got to say this. If Alabama, with the recruiting classes and where they're at right now, Mike, are not in the hunt next year, I don't know what's going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you believe in your stuff. You believe in your skills. I mean, he's going to have to get some coaches on that staff who know how to recruit the southeast. You know, he's got to get – that. that's going to be the key for him because the guy, as I said, he's won everywhere he's been at every level. His record is 104-12. and I mean, and I think, you know, it's funny because it's usually people in the media, well, you don't want to be the guy. No, we get it. You don't want to be the guy. I mean, Saban is the GOAT. I mean, he is the greatest. But I think – If you believe in your stuff and you believe in what you've got, and uh, we talked to uh, Brian Jones about that, you'll hear that conversation coming up a little bit later, because we were saying the way Michigan manhandled them, are they finesse? I mean, the injury to this running back really kind of took away what he wanted to do, Carl, and have more of a balanced attack in that national championship game. that guy was like a human operation game. Yeah. But – you got to again get some guys on staff who can that know the southeast. If you don't already have some of that element, and I think the, go to work and 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 the money's going to be insane. And if you fail, you fail. You'll laugh all the way to the golf course. Well, that's and your
3: the, next job. Well, and that's the thing, Mike. That's what we were talking about earlier about you know chasing money. I don't know if this was his dream job, but you're not going to say no to Alabama. He's mostly a Midwest or
2: upper Midwest. Pacific Northwest guy that but you know that and as you brought up yesterday that did not
3: work out for Brian Harsey but Auburn is such a dysfunctional train wreck compared to what
2: Alabama is.
3: Yeah, I I listen, I give everybody an opportunity. I'm not going to rush to judgment. I know people especially Bama fans, it's not the guy you wanted, you had a guy in mind and you have tunnel vision and you think this is the wrong guy. So be it. But to Mike's point, it's about resume. And when you've done what he's done this is a legitimate candidate. This isn't some bum that they're con- they're, they're going after at, at, at Sisters of the Poor State that, you know, hasn't done anything. This guy's won, one, and he knows how to recruit. Now, um, the thing for me is, as we talk about this, and we're talking about Alabama guys, and, and apparently it looks like uh, DeBoer is going to get the job from Washington as they are negotiating. And I'm curious to see what that deal looks like, too, by the way. I want to see what they – because Turtle was saying they doubled his money at Washington to stay, and they, he said no. So mm. that's a lot of money he's probably going to get from Alabama. But I, I'm also curious, Mike, to see – this transition in the sec listen we're talking about georgia's schedule we're talking about alabama's schedule like right. the scheduling just got a lot tougher oh yeah and that's the other thing you're going to have to maneuver as the new head coach
2: you it's know, still the, tougher than the new big 10 oh. i mean the Big Ten there's still there's nothing nobody on the planet in college football is playing what George there's like a five or six week stretch that Georgia has which is like an absolute meat grinder you know even if you don't think Auburn you still, still go you know you still play in Auburn I know that uh, you get the best the best coaches are in the SEC and here's another example if DeBoer which everyone is reporting is going to sign on the line for the tie
3: we'll see where this goes guys headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL live well don't just live live well Falcons head coaching search continues As uh, we've been talking about it all week, and and no news to report there. Uh, They have requested interviews, by the way. Literally, they're going after everybody at the Ravens, except for Todd Munkin. Which makes no sense. Okay.
2: I mean, unless there's, I don't know, unless he's completely locked in, or or there's, or if if the Ravens slept and you can't talk to him, I haven't heard that yet, and apologize if I haven't seen it, none of us have seen that. The
3: associate head coach, Mike McDonald, who is the defensive coordinator, has also been requested for an interview. I mean, they're pretty much going after everybody. Uh, So we'll see. I mean, this list is long, and every day they'll add to it, and and we'll see where it goes. But I am more curious, guys, and this is where I'm at because I've just seen this too many times. I want to see who gets a second interview. The first interview is nice. It's nice to say, oh, we're interested in this guy. Who gets a second interview? Because that's when you start talking about they're a little bit serious about this particular individual.
2: Yeah, I know that uh, Ben Johnson. If you missed Brian McFadden, who was just on with this last segment, he's in agreement with Carl and I. You, you swing for the fences, make Jim Harbaugh say no, and then we can proceed to the rest. And look, with seven other teams now in the mix as the uh, Patriots move forward with Gerard Mayo, you know you, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of competition. But Arthur Blank's got as much men, as much money as anybody. I mean, Temper's the richest. What he's the richest NFL owner right now, but still. It's, you're, 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 you're offering a team which is pretty solid, and a coach. If you hey, if you like one of these quarterbacks in the draft, we'll go get him. No, that's easier said than done, though, Carl. We've got to move up if depending on who the coach likes and the combine. Still a lot of work to be done, but it just if, if you like Jaden Daniels,
3: you got to move into the top five for that. And I'm good with it. I mean, I really am. I, I'm tired of talking about like this this quest to get the next guy. Just go make it happen. It's right. the most important thing you, your team needs. We can adjust everything else. Right. We'll work around the salary cap. We'll go get some other guys. Go get this piece. And I want that. You know, I know we say this all the time. We get into it. It happens. I mean, the one
2: game this year that was the real big buzz where the crowd was whooping it up was that Saints game. With all the, remember the white flags? Everybody was going bananas. You know, that, that was great energy. But it's been too few and far between at Mercedes-Benz. Other than that opening night against the Packers when it was electric in 17. We want to get this place where it's popping. Where, you know, everybody wants to get a ticket. Especially as PSL season ticket holders. So <laughs> you can actually sell that ticket and recoup some of your investment. But let's hope that we get the rest guy
3: hey uh big o back in the studio uh can you give me pete demo talking about this this was yesterday and he was right he said saban's replacement was down to Deboer and norvell now i want you to hear this but then we're going to talk about what happened with norvell and then Deboer apparently is on his way and then dan lanning staying in oregon we'll play both of these for you but let's hear pete demo of esp and talk about this job all right we're going to hear for in just a second but pete demo reported this yesterday and everybody's like no way And this forced the hand of Florida
1: State. Here's them on ESPN. My expectation over the next 48 hours is that Mike Norvell at Florida State and Kalen DeBoer at Washington come into focus. Uh, Internally at Alabama, Greg Byrne, the athletic director, has used 72 hours with the players and staff as a time frame for what she would like to get something done. Obviously, with the portal open, that's an important time frame. Because players are anxious. Uh, early enrollees just got to campus. They came to play for Nick Saban. So look for those two to become the center of the search here in the near future.
2: Yeah, man. Now, again, you bring uh, Caleb... DeBoer in and Kalen talks to the troops and hopefully he energizes he's a 49 year old guy oh yeah you know what I mean so yeah. it, it would be a change in energy perhaps from Saban although like Nick Saban you know his, his brand and the way he coaches you know what that's all about but yeah I think of all the players and then we talked about all the different players that I mean, have players in the game you'd be interested in DeBoer I mean the resume is pretty impressive I asked the question the other day does and you kind of addressed this yourself does Norvell have the gravitas just yet i don't think he's established
3: himself yet i don't either mike and, and i'm not again, trying to tick off fsu fans i'm what just saying he's not there yet no, i mean, I mean listen, acc championship awesome it's great but it, yes i i don't disagree with you i think there's a certain level of coaches that fit the criteria of what they were looking for right right
2: hey, look I, I maybe it was an untenable position maybe newt rockney himself couldn't have got those guys to stick around
3: and play in the orange bowl but that didn't help his, his no, resume either no it didn't but i also think like you know the way nick saban worked his way up right There's something to be said, guys, when you can win at the FCS level or or the FBS level and then get to the next level and win, Mike. There's something to be said about recruiting at these smaller schools, less resources, and you're able to do that. That's kind of the Saban, you know, his trek, and I think that's DeBoer's trek as well. And I think when you start talking about can a guy coach at Alabama, that is probably the thing that gives me confidence is he's done this at lesser places and with lesser players and won. And we always say, what does a guy do with these resources? Right. So, uh, but Pete Dammel was right. Now, what about Dan Lanning? He was out yesterday. This was Lanning staying in Oregon. Listen to this. Getting your name put in the conversation speaks to what we're doing right here, right now. But yeah, this decision has been made for me since I took this job. You know, I love what we have here. I love the support, the administration I have. I mean, we, we've got the things built to where we could be that that team, and um we just got to continue to take you know steps in that direction to get where we want to be. Smart of him to stay. You think it's smart of him to stay there? Yeah, I do too. I agree. I totally. do too. I, I just like like it's not always like you. The grass jump, is always greener. Yeah, right. you just jump at the next thing, man. Don't mess go, with happiness, my dad would say. Don't. This dude's got it going on there. Uh, He's got another great quarterback coming to him, the Dylan kid from Oklahoma. They're going to be back in contention. You're going to the Big Ten. Your school's about to get more money, which is why people will say, hey, why is DeBoer leaving? Because yeah, Washington's mean, in the same boat. I mean, the
2: other thing is, and I know that uh, with the addition of Washington and USC and, and Oregon, that the, now the Big Ten, certainly, yes, it's much more competitive. It's, it was I, I always thought of the Power Five. It was the most top-heavy, along with the ACC, with Clemson, you know, and now Florida State's back in that mix. But the SEC is just, I mean, the good news uh, for uh, Kalen DeBoer, if he takes the job, he gets to ease in with some cupcakes with Alabama. <laughs> and he gets South Carolina, and, and then eventually, yes, then it ramps up with Georgia and some of the beasts like LSU. But... It's not exactly what Kirby Smart's dealing with, which is absolute,
3: I mean, boom, boom, boom. I mean, we're just talking like run of the gauntlet. All right, guys, your thoughts, 404-726-0929. Alabama fans, we'd love to hear from you as well. I know Alabama fans have been in their bag here over the last couple of days with the loss of Nick Saban. When I say that, it's not like he passed away, but to Alabama the, fans, they feel that way. Hey, this hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. NFL Blitz is coming up next.
1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better